People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Alright, should be good. Are we rolling? Rolling. What's up, motherfuckers? How y'all doing, baby? Been a long time. Been a week and a half or so. Two and a half weeks. Mm. Same First weekend, step, step uh, father-in-law was visiting for the weekend. Mm. Couldn't mm. run then. Mm. Second week, got sick. Yeah, oh, right. Three weeks, three, a little over three weeks now. Third week. Over. Just didn't happen, man. Just didn't fucking happen. Just didn't happen, dude. How you doing? Good, good. Right on. How was your show? You just had a show. NGP. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fred's. It's good. Yeah? Yeah, I had a good time. It was, right uh, it was a Monday show, so we weren't expecting it to be too busy. Mm-hmm. But, uh... We really just wanted to put on a good show for like the owner and stuff like that. So hopefully they bring us back during the weekend, right? When it's a little more busy. And Fred's is like this bar that they bring in like semi big bands in Grand Prairie. So they bring in like the Headstones and July Talk played there recently. Glory Suns played there recently. So it'd be it's a good venue to like get in with. And I know they let like a local band open for One Bad Sun, right? So yeah, around. It's got a nice stage. It's one of the nicest stages I've played on a long time. Definitely the nicest bar stage I've ever seen. Killer. Nice big drum riser. We get there. Uh, me and Mark are trying to get to GP before the music store closes, and we're just white knuckling it the whole way. Right. Because we're like, fuck, I don't know if we're going to make it. And Mark needs, he needs a, oh, a bass drum skin. All right, so Mark's doing some double clutching. Yeah. Some granny shifting. Oh, sorry, I just ate half pizza. Now I'm just done. Um, so we get there. We get there just in the nick of time, which is perfect timing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you can get there just in the nick of time, then you did things absolutely right. right. Oh, shit. Phone's going off. Give me a sec here. This is some unprofessional shit. I'm just podcasting right now. This is some shit right here, folks. It's okay. Yep. How y'all out there in Radio Land doing, babies? I love ya. I'm doing alright. What's today? Today okay, is well. late in the week. On yeah, Tuesday. What's up, motherfuckers? Oh no, I've just, I've been I've just been gaming, filming. Ordered in some new batteries for my camera because I have a short battery life, so I'm gonna swap them in now. Now, keep it mobile, keep it running. Are we back? 
back. Fucking back. Sorry, so we get there, we roll into the show. Yeah. And uh, we're opening for like a, a metal band called 500 Pound Furnace. Right on. And we roll Hell in. Hell of a name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we roll in, and like the first thing we see is like there's this. They said, I was already talking, I was talking to the person who organized it, and they said the band's been there since 11, so we're rolling in later than they are. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> big. Just, just a like a beat up van, but it's got like a just like the filthiest sponge mattress hanging out of it. Yeah, like it's like they kind of um, put a corner of the mattress in the back van door and close the door shut, so it's kind of like holding ma- the mattress out. Mm-hmm. And it's just so it's a sponge, it's like a camping sponge, but it's so stained. Right, it's and, lazy. And, oh, it was. It looked bacteria infested right hanging out of the back of their shitty van yeah so right off the bat you're like these some hardcore motherfuckers man yeah and we, we you knew they were a metal band so we we're like really intimidated by right. them all right 500 pound furnace jesus fuck yeah and they're a touring band i'm also taking my blood sugar while i say this so if you hear a snap or two i bet i bet it's gonna be super high i've been eating like shit today but anyways anyways we get there and uh and we're like kind of intimidated to meet these guys and then it turns out they're just like D&D nerds yeah they're just like they're just like they're like super super meek super nice like the one guitar player just kept talking to me about pickups and stuff like their uh, drummer was a little he was like he was definitely a character yeah yeah he wasn't like quite nerdy like the rest of them Hmm. He's like he sounded like he's from Sweden or something. Oh shit! He was legit then. Yeah, he was like a bizarre dude. He's killed people for his music. Yeah, dude. He's all about he's burned down churches. I'm sure he's burned down churches. Definitely, man. Yeah. Bad motherfucker. Yeah, badass dude. Have I told you about this one time? I burned down this other church. He's just like he's so like one of those guys. Is like. I think, like, he'll just be like, oh, my cock and balls out of nowhere. He'll just say stuff like that. He's definitely Funny. a character. He's an interesting guy. Funny pretty guy. pretty good drummer. And, uh, really good drummer, actually. They were super tight. But, uh, me and Mark were talking about it on the way back, and it's just like, he's an interesting character to, like, see and talk to for a little bit, but I don't know if I can, like, hang out with a guy like that. Mm-hmm. I would have to be, like, a big group of people i couldn't like hang out one-on-one with that dude they laugh every time he says cock and balls yeah <laughs> oh man you're fucking 150 you're... times i think still fucking funny yeah. dude you fucking nailed it nailed it on the head <laughs> and uh see on the way out the way out this mcdonald's chick was so like She's hitting on Mark hard, dude. McDonald's chick? Yeah, I went through nice. McDonald's on the way home, and Cute holy chick. shit, dude. Cute chick? Yeah. Right Cute. On. And she was so like, I've never seen a McDonald's employee come on that hard to somebody. Really? Oh, dude, it was hardcore. Nice. We're joking, because she had to leave and come back several different times. We're talking about how she would like reach over and like grab Mark's dick and be like, we stopped supersizing mm-hmm. a long time ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was good the, got along with the sound guy there they were talking about uh, getting us in on some weekend shows which would be really good right on man yeah That's fucking right now everyone's sick dude are they my back's all fucked up 
talked to Mark. Mm-hmm. He sprained his ankle really bad, so he's he's fucked up. And I talked to uh, Colton. He's got a tooth infection. He sent me this photo. I gotta show you it. It's fucking gnarly, man. Sounds like all like mild shit. You're like, oh man, we're all fucked up. We are all fucked up, dude. Mark's it's got it's a like, sprained ankle. So it's, it's, it's your worst, back kind of hurts. It's the worst kind of fucked up though, because it's just annoying. Tooth infection could be something. Dude, look at Colton's face, dude. Yeah, dude, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, got bit by a spider. <laughs> oh, dude, like, he's got, like, Marlon Brando cheeks. Yeah. He's got a, He's getting his tooth removed on Friday. Good. Yeah. It's fucking rough. Yeah. I've, I, I, I don't know. He's, he's always totally had a rotten calm. tooth. He, no offense, Colt. He's always, like, like not always, I was going to say, he, he seems so calm, because I was, like, seeing that photo, I, like, flipped out. I'm like, you got to go to the emergency, like, right now, dude. If that happened to me... Mm-hmm. I would think I was about to die. Like, I would be yeah. scared of, like, uh, having, like, infection. Like, because, you know, they... they Get like, into your brain. Yeah. They always say that. They always say, like, two things, like, can cause seizures or um, strokes. Yeah. Oh, seriously, so shit. I mean, like, I was... My big fear, because, like, strokes... I'm at high risk for, like, strokes and seizures and stuff because of uh, the diabetes. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm at super high risk for that. And because uh, of that, I'm super afraid of getting in, getting like a stroke and then not being able to talk. Right after that, I couldn't imagine not being able to talk or play guitar. That'd be terrible. Oh, I'd be so fucked. That happened to uh, John Milius. To John Milius, writer of like Apocalypse Now and shit. He had a stroke and he couldn't write or talk. He had a stroke and yeah, couldn't write or talk after a while. Oh, in his later life. I think he eventually learned like some basic shit, but yeah, he's out of it. He's never the never the same. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was a big gregarious motherfucker, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, that's scary. Yeah, say when it's like, because in a weird way, it's like it's almost haunting because you feel like your personality is like part of your soul or something. It feels yeah. like it feels like your personality shouldn't be allowed to be touched by uh, physical ailments. It just feels Absolutely. like it feels like below the belt. Mm. shit you know what i mean Absolutely. it doesn't feel fair yeah that's like like to have like a stroke or a seizure and then like lose your personality mm-hmm. mm. i don't like that idea it scares the fuck out of me yeah it'd be shitty Ugh. we just finished anyways season on to another topic. we just finished season one of a handmaiden sale what'd you think good good it's, it's- hbo show right no, I think it's uh, Hulu. It's like one of those... Handmaiden Sale? Yeah, it's like either a Hulu or a Amazon or something. It's okay. like one of those non-Netflix but streaming services. Mm-hmm. It's like there's Netflix and then there's just every other streaming service. Yeah. It's got I got Hulu. It. I dug it. It I like looked it. fucking great. It moves great. slow as fuck. Yeah. It's like it's still moving slow as fuck. Like There's too many fucking flashbacks. A lot. This that is a don't lot. fucking care. By the fifth episode, by episode one, you know everything that's happened. Yeah, you know where everyone's been. They you do don't a pretty need good job of giving you like the lowdown of what's going on. Yeah, by episode five, you're still having flashbacks of how she first met her husband, and it's so fucking slow and painful. That's and annoying. It's just fucking annoying. Having her meet her husband was like I didn't like that part at all. Too much shows doing this time jumpy aspect bullshit. It's kind of like it's it's sort of supposed to be reserved for like the really really good bullshit. I guess like you want yours to be really good, but it's like 
Because in a weird way, it's sort of like a writing cheat, right? Mm-hmm. It's like easier just to go back and jump back in time. Have having it have a theme introduced. Yeah, like and uh, then have it play out. I remember watching um, Harmon Town. Yeah, and Dan Harmon's talking about reading scripts and how like uh, like hacky things he'd read and script like uh, just original scripts people submit to become a writer and Rick and Morty and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like the hack thing. He gave an example of the thing that happens like he reads more often than not, where people think they're being so clever is like a like a guy is like a guy and he's like getting up he's kind of groggy and he so he's knocking on his door so he opens his door and someone points a gun right in his face and a smash gun two weeks earlier (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah like I feel like I I feel like Quentin should be the angriest of all because they're stealing they're all kind of stealing it from him to some degree I feel like he made that form popular is the yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if anyone should be angry. I think it's just being over-fucking-used and non-necessary. In The Handmaid's yeah. Tale, it's non-necessary. All no. these fucking flashbacks. You don't learn shit. And the plot doesn't... Like, I was talking... Like, we were talking about it when we were first... We first started watching it, and it's like... What's so great, what I loved about Sopranos, is they got through so much plot in yeah. an episode. Like, so many... There was, like... There's like A, B, and C plots that A, B, would be C and D plots. Sometimes. That would take like five episodes for most episode for most shows to unpack. Yeah, and Sopranos would unpack it and nicely in one episode. Yeah, nicely. Yeah, where it felt like you watched a movie. It didn't felt rushed or nothing. No, but one episode would take care of. Yeah, A, B, C, D plots. Fucking boom. As where Handmaid's Tale, it feels like the plot like moves at a snail's pace. Yeah. It feels like the time in which that whole season took place was like three years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it like looks you, good in the in the second episode. The idea of like a resistance gets introduced. The idea of like because the, yeah. the basic premise is uh, a cult taken over America. Yes, and they've rounded up all the fertile women because fertility is like low in the future, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like sex slaves. Like they yeah. get given to high status men to breed. It's like a really uh, right wing cult, super conservative. Yeah. yeah, yeah, super religious, super conservative, and uh, so kind of following- reminds me of uh, Shyamalan's The Village a little bit. Definitely has that aesthetic for sure, right? Yeah, because they're all brought back to like the women are wearing like big fluffy underwear and shit. Yeah, that was weird. If you well, yeah, I don't get if that. you want them for like having sex, like if they're sex slaves, put them in some hot. Yeah, ass what's shit. up with the conservatives not digging at least <laughs> at least full bottom panties, at least something. Yeah, that's the one thing they kind of get wrong is like one thing conservatives have down is like fashion and stuff like that. I feel like I feel like <laughs> out of all the dictatorships and stuff like that the Nazis really nailed fashion yeah and they're like wearing giant fucking big bloomers yeah yeah Yeah. just like big old old timey like what's the point of the old timey panties come on like the wife the the wife must not be wearing it Uh, the main wife she can't be wearing it because she's always wearing like form fit and dresses yeah I guess Elizabeth Moss is too I don't know it's fitting bloomers under there man (laughs) but uh yeah, they're basically sex slaves, and then the second episode, you get introduced this idea of a resistance, like people resisting this dictatorship that's taken over the states. And well, they're then, there for the wives that can't get pregnant. Yeah, they're yeah. there to get pregnant by the husband through this kind of ritual they call it. Yeah, and then they, uh, yeah, they're just there to bear 
spare the children. Yeah, and then, but episode two, this idea of like an underground sort of rising up to like break up the dictatorship gets teased, and then just nothing for majority of the season. Yeah, the rest of it's just her like trying to survive and it being horrible. Yeah. And uh, you kind of going along with her on this ride of like, is she going to get killed? Is she going to get hurt? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. All the fucked up things they do to these women. And then like finally in like the seventh episode, I want to say, it finally picks back up like the resistance plot line. Yeah. Which I thought was going to be the main thread of season one. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Not so much. But it's still good. It's still entertaining. Yeah, it was a really Super good well show. shot. I think the atmosphere, yeah. You made a great point that, like, just because it's super well shot doesn't mean that they put slow motion in, like, every ending. Yeah, there's some shit that's just cheesy in the show, I feel like. <laughs> there's some shit that's overdid, but it's good. Yeah, no, I, I like it a lot. It has its moments. You know what I watched that was great that hmm. you turned around to was Savages, dude. Yeah, Savages was Savages great. Savages is so good. And we talked about, I uh, think, the last episode or episode before that. But yeah, I quick re- about it. Quick recap. These two uh, friends, lifelong friends, they have a weed empire in Miami? Is it in Miami? Mm. Florida? No, I think they're on the West Coast. I think it's Cali. I think they're in, like, Malibu. Malibu, yeah. That makes sense. And uh, basically what happens is this Mexican cartel comes down and kidnaps this girlfriend they, co- they both share. Yeah. And they got to get her back. And it's kind of like a crime movie, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And uh, what I loved about it is there wasn't like a hint of pretension in it, for one. Right. Which is kind of good. And I have a couple theories about the movie that I wanted to run by you. Okay. That uh, I want to see what you think. So the one theory, because the two, the two friends were the main characters. Right. Two very different personalities. Uh, yeah. And polar opposites. Polar opposites. My theory is that one sort of like. One friend is like a metaphor for just conservative people and right wing conservative politics, and the other mm-hmm. one's a metaphor for like left wing values. Right. And I think it can be seen as that. Because, like, the one the one friend is ex-military, very forceful, very, like, aggressive and quick to be aggressive, and yeah. he's got his moments. The other one's very peaceful. Very earth-loving. He's a, one's he, a botanist, one's a soldier. Yeah, exactly. He's the left one is, like, the intellectual, always looking for, like, the peaceful solution. Yeah. And sometimes him trying to be a good guy gets in the way of just everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, that was just, that was my theory. What do you think? Yeah, and like the girls, kind of like the people. You know what I mean? It's sort of like in the end, it's like you kind of need both things for right. society to function. Like the whole thing's like an allegory. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that how much water that holds, <laughs> but I was, that's just I think it's a good thing to take from the movie. Yeah, I think that's definitely one of the messages because they, they are very because they are that's one thing they are kind of forcibly their characters. You, they yeah. kind of force you into their characters of who they are. You know, one's got dreads and shit, and he's fucking walking around like a beach bum. <laughs> Benicio kills it, yeah. Oh, he's so good. Benicio character is rocks. He's like a scary, weird, plays such a scary, weird dude. Yeah, he does. And no, no, charming as fuck is John Travolta. Yeah, yeah, that was that's probably like his last good fucking role, man. Yeah, like he hasn't been that entertaining since Swordfish. And like, not taking himself too seriously, fuck all. 
No. It was a good role for him. Oh, it's great. You also watched Good Time, baby. Good Time. That's another movie you turned me on to. Good Time's interesting. Do you want to break it down? Yeah, I forget the brothers who directed it, who made it, but it's a group of brothers, um, writer-directors, who did the... Their first movie took place in New York. What they got was, like, they wanted to film something about, like, heroin junkies, but they made... They got an actual heroin junkie Mm -hmm. as the star, right? And got all our friends, and it's, like, about just heroin junkies living on the street in New York City. Okay. I haven't watched it or nothing, but it had good... Had good praises and everything. Good times about Robert Pattinson, who has, like, a mentally challenged brother. Yeah. Who isn't in any sort of facility, it seems like, but he goes to these classes and shit. Is he put into a facility? I don't think he's put into a facility. I think he's just... Like put, gets put in like government sort of uh, government mandated counseling sort right. of and counseling and they do activities because he's mentally challenged. So Robert and by Patton. the way, the guy who plays the mentally challenged brother, holy shit! Yeah, he's got the opening scene is of him and it is such a like a heart wrenching scene in so many ways. You feel so bad for this big galoot of a dude. Yeah, he does. He does. He does look like trapped in his own mind. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole film has this like lo-fi New York's aesthetic. You compare it's like it to lo-fi kids. New York. Yeah. You compare it to kids and it's very like, much. It's like kids with ilk. neon. Yeah. It's like if Nicholas Winding Refn directed kids, you know? It's like kids with a bunch of neon in it. Yeah. You know? And it's great. It has a great look to it. Robert Pattinson kills it. So good. And it's basically about him wanting to start a new life with his brother. Mm-hmm. So they do a bank robbery. Bank robbery goes awry. His brother gets arrested. Yeah, because uh, they get they get kind of caught. They get chased down. Right, Robert Pattinson gets away. And so the movie is Robert Pattinson trying to get his brother out of prison. Yeah, trying to bust him out of prison while evading the cops. They're also looking for him. Right. It gets gnarly, though. There's some gnarly bits. It's one of those movies that takes place all in one night. Yeah. 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 Which is great. I think we've talked about that before in the past. Yeah. That we love, I love that, that as premise. a premise. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely works for the New York movie. This has such a New York vibe to it. A different New York vibe, though. Mm-hmm. Not like... New York as you see it like New York like side suburbs of like white castles at 3 in the morning you know <laughs> yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that yeah but it's like I'd describe it as her, like Harmony Korean meets maybe uh fuck I don't know maybe Nicholas Wendon Rifen with all the like neon aesthetic shit and the soundtrack the soundtrack is very 80s synth too yeah soundtrack's great and that's been, and that's basically the story of it you liked it? You yeah, got I loved it. I loved it. It was, uh, oh, it was, it was ridiculously good. And, uh, it's ending so bittersweet, so sad. Yeah. It's so good. Like, it's just every, every character, the one, he runs in this one character who, uh, fucks up on his parole and he's got to help him because he accidentally breaks him out of jail thinking it was his brother. Yeah. And his, I thought he was such a great actor, that dude. Yeah. That dude has fucking killed it. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to spoil too much of the movie, but yeah, he's like, the whole movie kind of shows all these characters facing the penalties for running into Robert Pattinson, right? Yeah, everyone Robert Pattinson's character runs into as he's trying to break his brother out just gets fucked over. Yeah. yeah. They get, sooner or later, they get fucked over somehow. Right. And he just Robert Pattinson is just putting himself into these like tense-ass situations trying to get his brother out of the prison. So it's like scene after scene, almost like set piece after set piece. It's great. Yeah. It feels like a short film because like, every, every set piece that it goes to is fun. Yeah. Tense new way for Robert Pattinson to like interact with everything. Yeah. And you're just along the journey. It's great. 
And he wants him to get back to his brother. He loves his brother. That's There's the heart-wrenching thing there. about him is he wants to, like, he wants to take care of his mentally challenged brother. That's all That's he wants to do. Yeah. He wants to just get rid of the, he wants to get out of the city or something and, and take care of his brother. And he's almost in denial, too, because he's breaking him out of, uh, not breaking him out, but he's pulling him out of the counseling. And yeah. they're walking by another mentally challenged guy. He's like, you think that's who you are? Like, yeah. He's like, you're not like that guy. You're not yeah. that guy. Yeah. Oh, it's hard. Even though his brother's probably best in counseling. Yeah. It's like, he kind of, it's like, very clear. Like he wouldn't be great with Robert Pattinson. No, you know, definitely not. So it's just like, yeah, this great little movie, this great little story too. It's all very small scale. It's yeah. Great. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my fucking beat. Yeah. Hot ass day. It's been a hot ass week, man. Yeah. You got your school rock thing coming up soon. Next week. What's that about? Tell me about that. Oh, it's just like a program me and Mark put together. Get like, it's supposed to be to get kids together, try different instruments, try to like mm-hmm. form a band and, and, uh, I don't know. It's just kind do of a like a, yeah, do a song. There's like a performance aspect at the very end for their nice. parents. And two days before that, we record them playing and then like put it on a CD for the parents and stuff. Rock and roll. I like it. It's pretty rock and roll. And so I don't know, like I got it kind of planned out. Yeah. But I feel like it shouldn't be too, too rigid. Right. Like, I feel like there should be room to, like, change yeah. things and change ideas. So, so I, I think we have it kind of going. Right on. And, uh, I don't know, I hope it works out. Yeah. That yeah. sounds great. Sounds dope. Yeah, it's all right. Sign up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch uh, the Johnny Thunders doc yet? No, no. I didn't. Did Dad? I think so. That was good. So it was good? Fuck. Yeah. Got to check it out. Bought no, a Johnny haven't. Thunders documentary for my dad. No, I haven't. Checked it out. You've been playing Fallout 4 a lot? Yeah, I've been replaying some Fallout 4. Metal Gear Solid. I'm a few, I'm a few years behind on my gaming. Mm-hmm. But having a good time. Yeah. yeah. Having a good time, yeah. Nice, man. Do you think, like... This is something I've been talking about. Like, you know, okay, me and you... I can't remember if we talked about some of the podcast or not. But we always talk about like when we watch true crime podcasts or listen to anything true crime. Yeah. My opinion is always so insanely malleable depending on what information they yeah. put in front of me at the moment. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with who's ever telling me the information. Yes. I'm following them like their word is fucking truth, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's always like, as soon as they introduce a new piece of evidence that either suggests guilt or innocence, I'm like, oh, they're definitely guilty. Yeah. I would bet my life on they are guilty. Based Until on they evidence. get to the non-guilty evidence. And they're like, holy shit, there's no way this guy got fucked by the system. <laughs> right. The system fucked this dude yeah. in the ass. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. And what's scary when I really analyze that part of my brain Mm-hmm. I think I'm just like that with everything in my life. You think? A little bit. Like, I think about uh, just my relationship, to give an example. Like, mm-hmm. if me and Jamie got into a fight over something, I am just like, fuck this chick. Right. Fuck her. Fuck everything she's about. Mm-hmm. She's crazy. Blah, blah, blah. Can't stand her. Right. And then if things are going good, I'm like, oh, I love her. I don't know how I could... I couldn't like get by without her. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like so black. I'm always so black and white. I don't know what that is. Are you like that? Or are you like to an extent? Like if someone pisses me off, I'm just mad at him. Oh yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah, that part. I'm definitely not like. There's not a lot of like reading into the grays of the situation. I feel like I'm pretty black and white most times. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I can play a good soft gray. Nice soft gray, Mr. Gray. Yeah. What was your point again? What was the original? Uh, what was the original? No, like, what that's was, how I live my life. Is what like, was the original thing? What was the original uh, example you gave? True crime or before that with yeah, Jamie. true crime being malleable like that. Yeah, I feel like. I think those that's are two like a snapshot of how I actually conduct my life, but I like subconsciously, like I don't really know it. I think I think those are two different things. You think so? Yeah, I feel like it's I the think, same. I think one instinct. is. I think no. I think one is you accepting information you're just told, and the other one is emotional response or just being like, you love everything or you hate everything, you, you know. But I think one is different. One is how you intake information. I think. Right. And authority. Right. Oh, yeah. You know? No, absolutely. That's my take on it all. I remember, like... Do you want to tell the story? I don't know if it's entertaining or not, but do you want, do you want to tell the story when you were working at the mall there? Talk about, like, problems with authority. Oh. That night job you had? That was such a, like, a weird night, man. You had, like, yeah, a I worked one there. night. No, I worked there three nights, three was days. Was it three nights? Okay. And I quit after three days. That was it. But what was like? Cause I remember the third day. I was like waiting for you after. Like I was like it was like three in the morning. I was waiting for you. Right. And then uh, I can't remember. I texted you. Did I text you a bunch? Is that what happened? I don't know. No, I don't think I was talking to you at all. What was the What was the incident? Like what happened? No, I got in a fight with the boss there, and I just quit. Oh. Because I wasn't taking any shit. It's not really that interesting of a story. I remember you telling me before and feeling riveted, like going through what happened. Yeah, I just got into a fight with the guy. I'm not very well, and I'm not very well with taking shit. So I quit. and those those labor jobs are so like I feel like the bosses at those labor jobs are very like uh, tough love, manly men type men. So they're just like yeah, it's not even talk to you like you're I, an asshole. No, I don't even think it's about that. I love joking around with my buddies like that. I love tearing into each other's ass. But it's a joke. It's a different feeling. I don't. Don't you think? I don't even know. It definitely wasn't that. I find people more like that. Like this guy was like quiet. They're quiet. They don't know how to talk to other people. I feel like that's a stereotype of like New York city workers. Right. Every time I've been on a job site near a job site, most people are pretty quiet. Like like awkward. Like hicks. Like most hicks are like pretty awkward and aren't very outgoing. Yeah. I feel like you know. Yeah, no. So I, think. I think that's the biggest difference. Is I'm more sociable than them, or he was, you know. And we got into a fight, and I just get I'm very boisterous in a fight, right? So I just kept on going and going and going at him. And quit. Did you were you yelling? Oh yeah, definitely, man. Was he quiet? I went full East Coast. Yeah, he had. He was trying to yell, but like I said, he's that like kind of meek, uh, like outdoorsy type. Yeah. Who doesn't get loud? Who doesn't know how to get loud? Really, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, it's weird. I feel strange right now. After smoking some of that joint, I feel like You're stoned. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Want me to take the reins? You take the reins, dude. Tell them about American Turd, dude. American Turd. It's like American Girl, but by Tom Petty, but American Turd. I don't know about that. But I've been doing all right, having a good week. 
Nice. It's been nice out. It's been nice and warm here in uh, sunny fucking limbo, wherever we are at. Wherever the shit is, shithole's at. Um, what was I going to say? I was in Tumblr the other weekend. I went skateboarding. Didn't you went fall, skateboarding? Didn't fall off my ass. Yeah. No fucking way, really? I went skateboarding Tumblr the other weekend with Blair. Whose board did you use? Uh, Blair. Blair's a sweet hair board. She has eyeballs on and says heroin. <laughs> <laughs> this is sick. Blair has that board? Yeah, Blair was... Blair's been a skateboarder his whole life, man. Blair what? was in a skateboarding competition when he was like six years old or something like that. Living really? Living loops. He's like, a yeah. lord of Dogton. Yeah, man. <laughs> Is it Dogton or Dogtown? Dogtown. Oh. He's uh, a lord of Dogtown. <laughs> Trying to sound fancy by saying Dogton. But Dakota was really fucking hungry, right? He, he really wanted, like, gas store station pizza subs. Yeah, those you know are kind of I mean? classic. They'll put them in the microwave. They get all melty and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he really wanted them. And yeah. sort of didn't open until like five or something in the morning. Right. And we, so we had to kill like an hour and then we're like, all right. Did you stay in Tumblr? An hour. Yeah, we stayed over there in Tumblr. Okay. And we're like, uh, yeah, because it's like three in the morning. And we're like, fuck, man. Or it's like four in the morning. We have like an hour to get there. We're like, oh, let's go. I would skate there. Yeah. So we did pouring rain. I think I have a few videos of it. It was fun, man. Had a nice. good time. I don't think I could stand. Like I don't think I've stood for more than a t- like ten second period on a skateboard. I tried to get on a longboard, and I had worse trouble with that. I think yeah. it was just because of the looser trucks, being a bigger guy. But uh, I had worse trouble on the longboard. I couldn't stay really? on the longboard. Yeah. But you can stay on a skateboard just fine. I can stay on the skateboard and pump myself to oh. glory. Have you always been able to do that? No, I don't think so. Never no? tried it. No. Really? Yeah. Not even when you own a skateboard? Yeah, I don't think so. Really? So it's just something you... Is, do you think it's the board? Like, those Walmart boards and shit, like, are those hard to stay on or harder than, like, a nice board? Um, I think it just had more interest. More will. Right. Just, like, it. fuck it. Yeah. I wasn't that drunk, so my balance was still alright. It was good. Had a good time. Nice. Tumblr was fun. Oh, I started going to the gym. Yeah, how's that? Not good. Hate it, dude. It's not fun. (laughs) It's not fun, dude. You should just save up money and get an elliptical. Right? (laughs) Cause holy shit. It's just like go in there and then like sweat like I only work out for like a half an hour and then I'm done. Like I'm just not used to working out. I'm in such bad shape. Yeah. I get like a half an hour in and I'm like, I can't. I can't fucking do this. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, sorry, I got fucking my back. It's fucking killing me. But you're me. not even used to working out ever. Ever. Right. It's the first time I've ever joined so that's not too bad. Life. You also ride your bike around all, everywhere, so it's not that your, like, cardio's terrible. I guess not. I don't know. It's just, it's so fucking intimidating, man. You walk in there, it's just buff dudes and hot chicks. <laughs> and I'm wearing, like, my oversized wife beater and my fucking boy tits hanging out. Shorts. I'm sweating, I'm sure, because, like, I get on the elliptical, and I, I, like, go for about half an hour, and, like, 15 minutes, and I start getting really beat. Yeah. And I, like, play music, and I'm just listening to music on my earbuds, but I must look ridiculous, because I just start closing my eyes. <laughs> I'm just closing my eyes and swaying my head back and forth just to get through it. Oh, look great. Probably look like I'm dying. <laughs> that going to die? Maybe. We're just slowly. It looks like it. Just a slow go on the elliptical, too. Just slowly. Oh, you're just barely going along. Oh, dude, yeah. Because I like up the intensity. Right. It was like, I can't even, like, I can't even tell if it's really. Because I've only gone. 
gone out, like there's like an intensely level by number and I went to 20 but I don't know out of what could be 20 out of 100 right you know so I'm like 20 20 20 feels good but it could be like a real pussy sort of resistance level and I don't know it all right 20 out of 100 you could probably be. go higher you can probably 20 it sounds all right you probably go higher next time. Oh, I don't know, man. I get fucking... 20's pretty oh, dude, I get slip. My pits are so slippery by the end of it. I'm so covered in sweat. Yeah. And I want to, the like... Point. There's other workout machines, but I don't know how to do them properly. I'm scared someone's just going to, like... Like, in high school, they're just going to make fun of me. What's up, faggot? Look at, this, look at this fat guy trying to lift weights. <laughs> <laughs> Outside. And I had to, like, make a cheesy playlist just to get me through my workout. Right. Because I can't listen to Bob Dylan while I'm fucking... Right, going going hard, trying to get a pump on. So make fun of you. Because kind of, they're like, there's one gym in town that has most of the business. True yep. North. Yeah. So this gym we're going to is not that gym. It's just empty most of the time. I think you might be going to the gym where Ty's girlfriend works. I don't know though. So this gym's blonde. Know. I haven't seen the blonde there yet, but I've only been twice. I've only seen his girlfriend at night in like Firelight too, so I might be wrong. But, uh, I should just ask her every time I go at every door. You're Ty's call. girlfriend? You dating Ty? Dating Ty? I know Ty. <laughs> <laughs> and just everybody. I remember when Ty got his truck stolen. Yeah, it was crazy. That was, <laughs> was a great time. <laughs> I didn't even remember that. But yeah, uh, we're back. Ready to have a heart attack? Ready to have a heart I'm trying attack. to think what else happened. A lot of shit's happened. It's been three fucking weeks. But it feels like nothing's happened. Pretty eventful, nothing like podcast worthy, but like it's been fairly eventful. Oh, I'm so tired right now. I don't know. What do you think? Should we call her? Call her a short app, man? Yeah, let's call her a short app. We'll get back into it next week. Fucking A. We'll just right, to the people. Not right. feel good people. Talk to y'all later. strange when you're a stranger faces look ugly when you're alone women seem wicked when you're unwanted streets are uneven when you're down when you're strange faces come out of the rain when you're strange no one remembers your name when you're strange when you're strange, when you're strange People are strange, when you're a stranger Faces look ugly, when you're alone Women seem wicked, when you're unwanted Streets are uneven, when you're down When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're